problem with podcasting about this movie is I do not remember anything that happened in this movie. That's literally what I'm here for. I literally, I type it out every week. Well, good thing we have this podcast then. Yeah, I'm this Anthony. Is just, <laughs> I'm Ethan. And no, that's why we made this podcast. So you would be able to watch DCOMs and I'd be able to tell you what happened, <laughs> even though we are not together. Like, I can't sit next to you and tell you what happened. So we have to talk for longer than the movie sometimes. I have to set up a, you know, most times. Most. <laughs> I don't know if we've had one that was less time than the movie. Even when we think we're not going to do it, we do. We'll usually talk more during those. This is my problem. I love this movie. Was not that a loved or a love? Loved. Okay. I don't know. Uh, it's indifferent right now, <laughs> as we said. That wasn't a question right now. I just wanted to make it clear before. This movie is so cool to me. And, like, it's all, like, it's not, I thought they were, like, all their costumes for 90% of this movie. It is four seconds of this movie. (laughs) I I love this movie. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to do it. And I'm like, this was not what I expected. I I guess that's what, like, I guess I'm glad because I have no prior expectations, especially. Uh, for this long stretch at the beginning where I haven't, like, seen anything. It's like, I don't expect to remember anything because I haven't, I can't remember anything. I've also realized that I've, I blur so many of these movies together, of these Halloween Town movies. Yeah, is there, like, five more after this? I was almost positive that this gray storyline wasn't in this movie. I was like, it might be in this First one might be in Halloween Town High, <laughs> but I know it's not in Halloween Town too. Definitely not the second one. For sure, not the second one. I I guess I'm just disappointed in my in your memory. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a way to improve it for you, but I can just remind you what happened here. Yeah, that, that feels like the way to go. Okay, so you want to get started? Yeah, I don't have anything else going on to talk about. Any housekeeping stuff? Did we remember everything from last week? Um, I didn't say anything bad last week. I have to apologize for. At least I don't think so. If you did, I cut it out. And if you did, it would it would have been a bad poop joke. That's all. Nothing bad. Just nothing bad. Just a poop. That was joke. like like offensive to you because just <laughs> it was so bad. It was bad of a poop joke. Offensive to have to sit through. Is, yeah, <laughs> but that's just how this podcast works. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say I said something offensive. It was just like a joke that would hurt to hear. <laughs> it's either like a a unfunny joke or he does an accent that you're like, all right. <laughs> it, it was a baby voice. The baby voice is not great. Your Irish accent was very... <laughs> I wouldn't call the Irish accent offensive because you wouldn't be able to call it Irish. That's it was not it offensive to Irish people, but it was offensive to other groups of people, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentional. Uh, you can check out my YouTube for my apology video. But with that being said, do you want to get into uh, this week's movie? Let's get through this movie. <laughs> Let's do it. So this week, we watched Halloween Town 2. Calabar's Revenge. 
it premiered. Kind of just gives on... you, <laughs> kind of just spells it out. You need <laughs> to not think during this movie. I I always have trouble with like predicting stuff. Like I'll be watching something and then I'll read people talking about it after and be like, man, it was so obvious that this was going to happen. And I'm like, absolutely not. I not never in a million years would I have seen that coming. The only I... reason... <laughs> I was going to say, the only reason why I saw this coming is because as I was typing out the name to one of the characters, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Like the third time I typed it, I'm like, wait a second. It's in the title of the movie. I, ha- I had that happen to- with me the other day with the Tom Cruise movie, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, um, also known as Live, Die, Repeat for like, I don't know, six months and then they changed the title after it came out of theaters but um i was like i was listening to something and they were like yeah it's a video game movie and i was like oh my god it's a video game movie (laughs) they keep dying and coming back to life and trying to save the world and it always starts with them they wake up in like a medical tent they meet a bunch of people they go through the tutorial on how to use the exosuit. <laughs> it's a video game movie. How could I be so dumb? The movie really... is called Live, Die, Repeat. You're really starting to sound like me. I don't like that. Your movies are blending together. You're missing obvious things. In my defense, I watched... That was a long time ago I watched that movie. <laughs> but still, it's still... it's still... You're, you're leaning towards it. No, it's devastating. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, you'll, you'll get used to it one day. <laughs> Calabar's Revenge. No, never has it been so easily told. <laughs> yeah, you knew the plot of this movie immediately. <laughs> you, you knew the plot of this movie right off the bat. Uh, they, they pull no punches letting you know <laughs> and then to th- throw icing on the cake. They name a guy Cal. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm saying it's very obvious, but I still got the twist wrong because I really thought the guy named Cal was actually Calabar, but it's just his son, as you will soon discover. I was, I was kind of. That was one of the things I didn't remember. I was like, is Cal Calabar's son, or is Cal Calabar? And I wasn't sure on that throughout the whole movie so that was the only thing that i was like oh okay it's just not and then i think and they throw it out like 10 minutes in yeah it's either debbie reynolds or uh marnie who says it they're like you're calabar's son and then it's never referenced again right and he's like yeah that's true <laughs> you got me he's like that's this is the climax this is the story nothing else is gonna happen in this movie <laughs> there are no surprises nope Nope. It premiered on the revenge-filled Disney Channel on October 12, 2001. And, uh, yeah. I don't got anything else to say before we start, so. Wait, what was the date? Uh, October 12, 2001. So, literally less than a month. Later, yeah. Less than a month, yeah. I think the last one was the 14th of September. On the 12th of October. Pumping them out. Almost out of the 2000s and one. Oh, we're Almost working out, towards it. Yeah. We got, I think we got one more movie. Let's do it. Yeah. But not now because we're talking about this movie, but you Soon. get the point. Soon. 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 You prepared. You prepared. <laughs>
spoiler we'll talk about movies on later podcasts spoiler we will cover that movie on a podcast <laughs> but anyway do you want to get started no but let's do it cool um we open the movie to marnie reminding ethan about everything he forgot about the last movie um and that it's once again halloween night this time where as i was reminded you can pass between the two worlds it's the one night of the year it's the purge of halloween was it Halloween night or was it the day before Halloween? No, it's Halloween night. Okay. Because remember the last movie they wanted to go trick-or-treating and that's what incited everything? Sure. I promise that's what happened. I believe you. Um, <laughs> Right off the bat, you can just tell costume budget skyrocketed in this movie compared <laughs> to the last one. Halloween everything. Town, <laughs> Halloween Town is no longer like background characters in army outfits <laughs> it's no whole prosthetics it's no longer extras in like different types of costumes it's like okay you're gonna wear the army costume but on top of that you're gonna layer on a train conductor costume and on top of that you're gonna layer on a police officer out uh, <laughs> uh costume and then we'll paint your face pink <laughs> and we'll call you a creature <laughs> we'll call you a freak <laughs> And you don't look that much different from your human self. And you're not getting the union mandated break time either. Wait, we got that's Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, we're back at it again here. Halloween Town, same same day, uh, same family. Same family. The mom's not replaced, right? No, everybody. Just a there. different hairstyle. Okay, cool. We got everybody there. We got Kimberly J. Brown. We got Judith Hogue. We got Joey Zimmerman. We got. Uh, Emily something. And we got ninth build. Ninth? <laughs> ninth build on this movie. Hollywood icon, Debbie Reynolds. I love her. She puts her heart and soul into this performance. Why is she ninth build? Um, she, she is, is she the last one build? No. Okay, then it's, it's like, you know, they do, like, the, right, the big end. person last. Yeah. Uh, maybe she was in the intro. She, this is Debbie... Debbie Reynolds, ninth build. For comparison, Carrie Fisher is first build on a movie that she is not alive for any of the production for. With, uh, As she should. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Debbie Reynolds is ninth build on a Disney decom, which she is the second most entertaining character. Gotta be. Also, like, top three most successful, like, I can't even say, like, successful after decoms. It's, you got a real actor for once, and you brought her in. She might be the big, she's, she is potentially the biggest person to ever be in a decom. She is also potentially one of the biggest actresses Ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no pulling punches about it. <laughs> and, then, and she's built behind uh, whoever was playing Luke. You know? Like... <laughs> Teen heartthrob Luke. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's those are the characters. The ones you know and love. Um, I do want to say, I'm, I made a note. I'm like, okay, things I remember from the last movie. I really just remember I hated Dylan a lot. And I'm like, oh, cool. 
he's not in the first 10 minutes of this movie. I think we're on a good track. He, I, he was in the first 10 minutes of the movie. He was a nerdy character. He is. Yeah, he's in this movie. He's in it significantly less than the first one. Which is appreciated. Everyone is, except Marnie, who is um, unarguably the worst actress and character in this movie. I will say, though, much, much better. Like, character-wise and acting-wise. Dude, if I... She's good in Quince. She's good in Quince. I think she's fine in this one. I, I don't think, think it's she's more bad. the character in this one. Yeah, the character is bad, but nothing is bad as Halloween Town one. Marnie. Marnie in this movie does not say a single helpful sentence. She doesn't, but she also doesn't try to like. She doesn't think she knows everything, which is nice. You can go through this whole movie, and every line she said, it is made obsolete by the line before or after. It's usually De- Debbie Reynolds uh, trying to, like, just take it. And someone's like just saying something, and then she's like, oh, well, let me repeat that in a form of a question. <laughs> I'm gonna go with much less annoying, though, so I'll take what I can get. I'll give you that, maybe. Yeah. Um... Cindy wasn't in the last movie, right? She's just like a background friend. Who is Cindy? Um, they made a note of her at the beginning. Like she walks into the kitchen, and like, like, oh, that's my friend Sydney. And then I think like Dylan tries to hit on her at one point. The vampire girl. Yeah, the vampire girl. I want to talk about the vampire girl. You want to talk about her because she's vamp- in this first scene. Yeah, they found a real actress. Yeah. Yeah, like she's not gonna be another D coming in. Uh but it's it her name is Jessica Lucas and she's in Gotham and she's like second build in Cloverfield. Oh, okay. So like just you know, is acting in a decom, so you know, it's that's the level of you're getting at, but like another person that's gonna go on to be a real person. I also have Calabar here on my actor list yeah i not in, in this movie no i thought we were gonna see him at one point it seemed like they were gonna do like a little flashback kind of thing or like they were there's time travel in this movie it's one of those kind of things and i thought we were gonna go back in time and they were gonna like fight the real calabar not cal but no that didn't happen is he in the is he in the quick intro at the start of the movie yes he gets beat up in the intro that's what happens yes so so he got he got credited for that. Make that money. I will say uh was not credited before Debbie Reynolds. Despite okay. So. Fair enough. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Okay. So let's get back to the movie. Um so grandma Debbie Reynolds, aka Agatha, she is throwing a party on Halloween night where we see the feud between her and the mom Gwen continue like it was from last movie about how Marnie's a witch Debbie Reynolds wants to take wants to take Marnie to Halloween Town and the mom's like I want them to be human and live a normal life if you were here for the first Halloween Town you get the gist can you recap the first Halloween Town um I remember like weird specific bits and pieces because I think I remember 
the thing I remember the most that stands out is them arriving at the Debbie Reynolds residence in Halloween Town, and they're in the cab, and they get out, and Dylan says something about Disney World, I think. Or like Mickey Mouse specifically. And okay. that's what I can tell you about Halloween Town. All right. Halloween Town, Mickey Mouse. That is all Ethan can tell you about the Disney Channel original movie, Halloween Town. Oh, also that they like they gave Luke the job of a bus driver at the end of it and he didn't have a choice to accept it or not. Oh, right. They were just and like they were kind of just like someone with someone's gotta drive his back. And they're like, Luke, do you wanna like it wasn't even Luke, do you wanna do it? It's like Luke, here you go. Go. Uh, yeah, that's all that happened in that movie. Yeah. Uh, now Calabar's angry. The son of Calabar is angry. I guess Calabar's perpep- perpetually angry, but yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> I don't know if angry is the word, but yeah. Um. So we learn here that Agatha wants to take Marnie to Halloween Town next year, and she'll stay there the whole year. Uh, and she'll learn under the tutelage of Agatha, and she will be head of the Cromwells or something to that extent. Um, yeah. It's... The best part of this movie is, like, it doesn't pull any punches in telling you that, like, Marnie is not good at being a witch. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Sophie is 20 times better. Sophie once again is just like the the best in this movie. Like right. character wise, of I know everything, but nobody will listen to me. She is one of the more one of the most important characters in both movies. The most important character in the first movie, and arguably the most important one in this movie too. Yeah, although Marty might actually uh, enter out in this one. But we can we can still give it to Sophie, even we if it's wrong. We can still give it to Sophie, but yeah, like Marnie's gonna go uh, become the head of the Cromwells, even though not not if I'm Debbie Reynolds, it's not my first choice. It's just that she's older. That's the only thing. Right. right. Debbie Reynolds is ageist. Did you notice that Dylan is dressed as the guy from Phantom of the Megaplex? No, I did not. I did. <laughs> Main, ma- mainly because I didn't know it was a character I was supposed to care about until he like <laughs> talks to Sophie at one point. I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. They're they're siblings. So we go to later in the party where some dude named Cal and his father Alex come over to the party, to the house. They are new neighbors who have just moved in that night, that specific night. Uh, and they immediately start hitting on Marnie and Gwen, like, right away. They don't pull any punches either. Absolutely not. And they're smooth with it. I'll give them that. Um, so Marnie then shows Cal around the house because that's what you do to new neighbors at a party. I don't know. Either way, she shows him Agatha's room, which nobody's supposed to go into. The, door, the whole door is supposed to be gone while this party is happening. Uh, and during this, um, Cal steals Agatha's spell book when Marnie is not looking. He minimizes it and steals it. Yeah, I didn't watch that happen. No? No. It's pretty I, important. Yeah, well, I wasn't looking, really. 
But damn, you got fooled just like Marty. <laughs> you fool, man. The wild part is like, they keep talking about another party later. That's at the high school. It's at the high school. Yeah, the costume party. Uh-huh. The costume party. First off, I want to point out, in my memory, this party was outside. <laughs> Which one? The first party or the second party? The second party. The party where, yeah, the party where everybody gets turned into creatures is outside. And then two, why are there two parties? And there are two parties for Halloween on the same night. One hosted by the family that hates Halloween. (laughs) And one hosted at the high school, which everybody is asking people to go to. And also, the people who are throwing this first party are going to... Yeah, they're leaving. They're going to go to that one. Yeah, it's like, you can stay at the house, but we're, we're partying at the high school. Right. Weird stuff. Um, I think we do need to have a conversation here, though, about... Um, uh, I don't, we don't have an official simplest in this movie. <laughs> um, uh, whoever was motocross girl... Uh, who gave up her instinct tickets high on my list? I think Marnie's got to go up here too. Marnie, yeah, she takes this guy she just met. She pr- basically pulls an Anna from Frozen here, takes the guy she just met up into her grandma's bedroom and be like, Hey, look at all this magic stuff. And then he steals the magic stuff right away. Yeah, he has to get married. Like, if, if he proposed, like, she would have said yes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I wish we, I wish we could measure things more in that situation. I'm just like, well, if they proposed on the spot, <laughs> absolutely would have gotten married despite being clearly an evil person. <laughs> um, Have happens one too many times. Absolutely blinded uh, from the situation as a fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah, around. Well, the next movie is Halloween Town High. And this is wonky. I don't know what age anyone's supposed to be in this movie. At least her. I think I read she was supposed to be like 15, maybe. Sophie's nine. Uh, Dylan's there. Dylan's there. Dylan's probably... Dylan's a few years younger than her. Um, she goes to Halloween Town High late then. So. She's held back. Held back. Not a good witch. We've been over this. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah. No, she's uh, she's definitely, like, I mean, the mom falls in love with a pile of frogs. It's not technically a pile of frogs until later, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Marnie might not even have that title in that family. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just I guess the consequences, like. <laughs> the of... consequences are not great. Yeah, like the mom uh, kissing a dude who's basically a pile of frogs is like embarrassing to yourself, but uh, almost ruining an entire world because you showed some dude you just met your grandma's bedroom. It's up there. Yeah, that's wild. But anyway. The chimp. What chimp? From the Jenny Project. I'm so confused. What? Why? Why are you bringing up the chimp? Chimp? I thought we were talking about chimps. 
the chimp simp meter? Yeah. Nice. It's a scale. <laughs> are you chimp or are you simp? <laughs> or do the lines blur somewhat? We are all primates. Can't argue there. <laughs> I've stayed in facts out here. But yeah. Um, so Marnie's simpage causes Cal to leave this party. And he goes through a portal back to Halloween Town at this point. After that, we see Agatha notice that her magic has started to disappear, starting with her Mary Poppins bag. So she gathers up Marnie to go to Halloween Town with four hours left to figure out why the four hours is until midnight and they can't go back and forth between the worlds. Oh, yeah. Also, Cal asks uh, Marnie to the uh, costume dance, not this party, but the dance party the next, happening later. The next party. The next we party. We can't just have one continuous party. Yeah, and Marnie accepts. That's somewhat important here. Uh, yeah. He get he gives Marnie a rose here, and apparently that's something that happened in the last movie. Right. She he gives Marnie a rose, and anyone anyone who's seen who has seen the first movie has no recollection <laughs> that this has a connection to the first movie. And Anybody who hasn't also has no recollection. And that's why we get the flashback later of Calabar giving, giving the mom, mom the rose. Yeah. So another Calabar sighting. <laughs> and also, you know that any man who gives you a rose is basically Calabar. Yeah. Just a singular rose. If you get a bouquet, you're fine. But if it's a singular rose, run. It's Calabar. Is a bar a family name? A bar? Yeah. And they're just both Cal. We this is Cal Jr. right here. Yeah. I think yeah, Cal Bar. Yeah. Their middle name is A Cal A Bar. I think a bar is the last name. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll go have to check their birth certificates. When do you think birth certificates started? Uh I don't know, but I bet you when they started, they were just like, they, it's like crayon kind of scribbled on paper. Like, that's the kind of vibe I get from it. Like, name and then the date they were born. Well, imagine having a kid and then just going home with a kid. And then, like, two years later, you have another kid and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. <laughs> we have this whole birth certificate thing we're trying out. And it's like, what? <laughs> a what? And they're like, it's new. But, you know, you kind of legal and... It's gonna be really important. <laughs> it were you know, it could it could work, it could flop, but we're, we're not sure yet. But you you know, put down put down the name, last name and middle name and you know, hope that the dad can spell. Because the mom's not conscious enough to No <laughs> right now. They're treating it like a special item at Taco Bell. It's like, oh we'll see how it goes. And if we like it, we'll keep it. If not, <laughs> we'll get rid of it forever. Isn't that how babies work? <laughs> babies are just dollar uh they're delivered in chalupa craving boxes <laughs> babies are like a uh, case of the they come around every once in a while and you're like that that's cool I that's like dope that <laughs> i like that baby and then that baby leaves and you're like my life is probably a little calmer without the baby around and then the baby comes back and you're like baby baby what up baby what's up <laughs> <laughs> and then you have some fun. 
you also have to wrap Taco Bell food like a baby. I guess so. You swaddle a burrito in the same way you swaddle a baby, right? I've, well, I, just, I guess I haven't really swaddled many burritos or babies in my life. <laughs> I like how burritos is the first one. You're like, well, I haven't swaddled many burritos, also babies. So uh, I really couldn't tell you, but I would think so. Because, yeah, they're the same shape. <laughs> More or less. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're swaddling, the purpose is to make sure that the what you're swaddling the contents fall don't fall out yeah. yeah so baby or burrito it's really the same scheme <laughs> a slightly bigger tortilla with the baby uh, also you can't drop you can drop a uh tortilla but you cannot drop the baby well you can yeah you can drop a burrito and you can not touch the baby but you still wouldn't be able to eat the burrito that's true that's true no i kind of <laughs> don't want to drop either just as important yeah it's like both are terrible <laughs> to drop one has like long lasting damage, the other you can kind of like scoop up and move right. on with your day. Right. You and decide then, which and one's then which. Two, and then in two years, that baby won't know that you dropped it. Yeah, my like, mom smashed my head. You scoop them up. Uh, my mom told me she smashed a happy Mother's Day to all mothers out there. Um, happy Mother's Day. So I'm going to uh, slander her on the podcast. Uh, she smashed my head into the wall as a child. And I really like, like a young when they're squishy head and everything. Yeah. And I think that explains a lot. And good Love for you, her. Mom. Has the courage to do what we all wish. <laughs> now I'm just too heavy to lift up. Really explains a lot. <laughs> really explains a lot. <laughs> Why Ethan just doesn't remember things. And that's not even the first time. I, I mean, that's not the only time I've been, like, struck in the head that hard. I, I've shown you the picture when I got uh, whacked with a old man cane like a golf club. And my head swelled up. Uh, I gotta say, man, I think the I think the baby head into a wall did a little bit more damage than a than a wooden cane. Well, it's like the baby thing had a big impact, but it's like the second one couldn't have helped. <laughs> it's it's not like handsome Squidward, where like the second time it helps him out. Right, like the baby's like a burrito, but like the cane is kind of like the you know like just a soft taco that you get with the burrito. <laughs> Like, so the burrito really it. does all the damage, but then the cane is kind of, like... It's a nice there. little treat. It, it didn't help. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was nice to have anyway. It was nice to have anyway. Um, do you want to get back to this? Yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, babies? Burritos? <laughs> uh, yeah, no babies in this movie. No burritos either. Well, that's the problem. Minus five stars for that. That's already. why this movie's boring. <laughs> Figured it out. That's what's wrong with the Halloween Town series. <laughs> this movie is so boring. It's fine. Let's continue then. Um, we go back to the house after Marnie and uh, I'm forgetting their names. I'm really just thinking about tacos now. Um. After Marnie, I was going to say Gwen, Marnie and Debbie Reynolds, Debbie Agatha, Reynolds. Uh, they, after they go to Halloween Town, we go back to the house where Alex, the dad, asks the mother Gwen to the second party, um, and she agrees to this. Marnie and Agatha then arrive in Halloween Town, where everything is turned gray and the big jack-o'-lantern from last movie uh, is gone. It, it poofed. It reached its poof point. Didn't didn't they destroy the jack-o'-lantern? Did it reverse back together once they fixed everything? 
They either destroyed it or they like fixed it. Either way, this is an entirely new town square in Halloween Town. Yeah. Oh, also, oh, it's <laughs> hilarious. The budgeting for Halloween Town is gone. <laughs> They're like, well, we'll give them like a corner. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, we spent a lot on the costumes and everything this time, the prosthetics. We also spent a lot on Debbie Reynolds. We have absolutely, we're, we're in the negatives already. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the negatives. The last movie didn't, didn't make us any money. All anybody remembers is Mickey Mouse and <laughs> the bus scene. So, where, you know, we just got to do something. I don't know, put it all in black and white <laughs> and show one tenth of Halloween Town. Show the, show like half of t- the new town square that's smaller and give them a couple hallways. <laughs> We're just going to do a bunch of special effects in this movie. <laughs> and half of them will be the worst thing we've ever seen, and the other half will be fine. Poopy. <laughs> fine at best, poopy <laughs> is the average. Yeah, uh, it shows up later. Like, uh, I will get to him. Uh, there's a character named Gort, and his whole thing is like, his house is either one table, clean, or filled with extra props. Gort, Gort is boring. Gort is definitively the best part of this movie. B- boring. Uh, yeah. No. He, like his um, at, like regular Halloween Town self. I hate him. Boring Gort. Boring Gray Gort. Best character. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Especially like, like you're an older actor, and like you you get to work off of. Debbie Reynolds in a scene. Talking about socks of all things. Talking about socks. Like, you're hitting it out of the park <laughs> every time. And and they do. So that's, you know, good for them. Shout out, Gort. Shout out, Gort. So they see what has happened in Halloween Town here. So uh, Agatha and Marnie call up Dylan and Sophie back at home. I think this is the point where I noticed that Dylan was actually Dylan and not just... uh random side character we were kind of supposed to know. Um, so they call him up and they want to find Agatha's spell book at home because if you say the reverse of the spell, it'll fix everything. However, Dylan and Sophie notice that the spell book is gone and Marnie here has to admit that her and Cal went into Agatha's bedroom. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, not a great look for Marnie to just be such a problem. <laughs> I have a question here. Yeah. So they're on the, they're talking over these, like, skull walkie-talkies. Which are real cool. Which are cool. And, and they say, Marnie's like, if you don't help me, I'll put your, I'll put your that- diary out for everybody to read. And he's like, you don't even know my password. And then she says, iron buns. Yeah. What does that mean? (laughs) What does iron buns mean? I didn't think about it too hard during the movie. And now that you brought it up, I don't think I want to think any farther about it. There's no reference to... (laughs) There's no reference to it in the movie. I'll give you that. It's just like it's just like a side thing where like and he like gets embarrassed, but it doesn't like 
I don't know what that means. I I couldn't get past the point here that Marnie is just pushing toxic masculinity here and not allowing men to get their feelings out on the paper. The That's what I was worried about. Is after after Marnie says iron buns, Debbie Reynolds giggles and then whispers <laughs> iron buns into the walkie-talkie and absolutely demolishes the nerd. <laughs> I love Debbie Reynolds in these films because she puts her heart and soul into it when she most certainly does not have to. No. Like, everybody would forgive her if she, like, put in, like, maybe half her performance into it. But she goes all out. The fact that Debbie Reynolds is in multiple DCOMs <laughs> and is consistently the best act- actor in, this mo- in these movies while... No way is she giving a hundred percent. Yeah, I guess, but compared to everybody else, right? It's it like seems she like it. Have to, like she doesn't have to give a hundred percent to be better than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, after the whole Iron Buns debacle, um, Agatha and Marnie try to go back through the portal so they can try to find the spell book, but it doesn't work. And then Cal appears as basically Zordon from the Power Rangers on this brick wall. And here is where we figure out that if you didn't figure out it when from the title and from the rose before, if you remember Halloween Town one very, 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 very well, uh, we figure out here that Cal is Calabar's son. And he wants revenge because of the whole hatred of human things that runs in the family. Yeah, really just kind of like I don't know. They're anti-other people, that's for sure. Because, I, I mean, I guess I don't remember Calabar's plan as well. But, like, Cal's plan is to make everybody in the creature so there's, like... Calabar they can't like, may be made fun of anymore. Yeah, Calabar is trapping everybody in that movie theater. For what? I don't know, but they were, like, freezing in time. No, I remember that because it happens in this movie too. There's a point in each of these Halloween Town movies where they were like, we can't pay Debbie Reynolds anymore. So they like freeze Debbie Reynolds or they make Debbie Reynolds gray. Right. Like that it's, and leave her behind. It's, yeah, it's to just like advance the plot and be like, well, Marnie's got to do something. <laughs> so let's get Debbie, Debbie Reynolds out of here. Debbie Reynolds is just like, Hanging out. <laughs> Marnie tells Cal here, she's like, so that's what it's all about. Revenge. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's kind of in the title. Pre- pretty obvious, Marnie. Come on. It's also probably the sentence he said before you said that. <laughs> Whatever. Let- give Marnie a break. Listen, well, so the part that we're not acknowledging here is that this conversation is happening in the middle of Halloween Town. And Debbie Reynolds and Marnie are standing there. And Calabar's face is coming through a giant block. Oh yeah, a cinder block wall. <laughs> cinder I said block he. Wall. I said he kind of looks like Zordon from the Power Rangers. Right, right. You said that, but also like <laughs> it's not ever. No, it doesn't make sense. There's this thing where Cal can just like eavesdrop on yeah. them, and but also appear, kind of like. Force ghost projection himself into wherever he does, like a serious black, like 
uh, face in the fire thing later in the yeah. movie. Like, he's just kind of like, this is there. <laughs> Always there. But it's never really clear when and when he can't hear because uh, Debbie Reynolds is like, when we go into my house, he can't hear us. But then they just like don't care that they talk out in the open as well. Right. It's real weird. But anyway, um, Cal also says here that he has a big finale for the mortal world at midnight tonight. And uh, he wants Marnie to join him, basically. Yeah, he keeps kind of like offering to get Marnie over to the mortal world. And Marnie's like, you know what? No. And then the big climax of the movie is she's like, I have to get to the mortal world. I have to stop him. How could I not have known the party? And it's like, he has been telling you his plan. Yeah, but they needed the spell book first before they could stop it at the party. And the spell book is in Halloween Town. Also, like, it doesn't make sense that Debbie Reynolds is losing her spell, her uh, ability. But, like, her descendants are perfectly fine. And also, she and Marnie both open the portal together. They, they put their hands together patty cake style. Yeah. So if he's just, like, running around, like... <laughs> just flying on brooms and stuff. Fly, flying on brooms, and, and, and you're led to believe, like, Debbie Reynolds, the most powerful witch <laughs> in Halloween Town, is just like, I can't do anything. I'm just, I'm just sorting socks. <laughs> forever. I am an old woman now. <laughs> that sentence doesn't make sense in any other context. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes it great. That's why we're here. So after this conversation with um, uh, Cal on the wall, this leads to Marnie, Agatha, and Luke. Luke bumps into them as soon as they get there. Luke is gray. Um, and it's all like whatever and stuff like that, you know. I Luke is there and like no and they don't recognize Luke. I didn't recognize Luke as either as well. Uh, well, I knew Luke was in it. And also we saw Luke earlier on. In the flashback? No, they kind of like and they glance into like Halloween Town and they're like, oh, there's there's Luke. Oh, yeah, because we have to learn who Gort is first. Yeah. 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 And, and you get like two seconds of old fashioned Gort. So then you see him in the boring world and you're like, I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't know what he's like normally. Uh, But yeah, so like Luke is there and they're like, Whoa, who is this? And he's like, how do you not recognize me? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. They, no. And they're like, you look like uh, you did have the caliber change you into, you know, into a normal looking person. And he's like, yeah, sure. It's nice. And they're like, and they're like we didn't know it was you. It's like, that's all you knew him as. <laughs> Yeah, he turned into a, a little goblin dude at the end for like two seconds right. when he drove the bus. But anyway, that group of people, they head to Agatha's house 
where they attempt to find this second copy of the spell book. Uh, they search the entire house. There's some high-pitched voices in a sped-up thing that's not too sped-up. It's really weird. Either way, um, Marnie says something, and Luke starts to ungray and turn back into his goblin. Is it a goblin? Warlock self? He turns back into his creature self here. Yeah. And ungrays. It's not goblin because they use the word goblin later to mean something else. It's not warlock because he's got no powers until the very end of the movie. He allegedly apparently has powers. He he just wanted to hold Marnie's hand. It's okay. Um, I I <laughs> there's absolutely zero respect for Luke in this movie. <laughs> he is absolutely tossed the curb. Of like you're like oh there's a romantic interest at the end of that movie. That was, you know, they kind of slow, slow played that one and, you know, and then uh, <laughs> they're like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. He's off. Who cares? He's great now. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, well, the same thing happens in this movie. Like they have the romantic plot and it like culminates in the end where he helps save the day. And in this one, it's like he's, he's kind of there throughout this movie. And then he, I don't know, it's not even a romantic subplot in this movie. He holds Marnie's hand at the end for magic powers, and then he's sent right back to Halloween Town at the end. Yeah, like, well, like, this version of Luke isn't um, sacrificing himself for Marnie. No, not grayed out Luke and not ungrayed out Luke either. Uh, Calabar's Revenge Luke is not sacrificing himself for Marnie. The first one, sure, I guess he felt guilty. And you know, and you felt the connection, but like in this one, absolutely not. Just get you know, he'll if something happens to Marty, he'll be sad, but you know, he fought alongside her enough, he's not <laughs> sacrificing himself. No, and and yeah, the movie's like, you know what? I don't know, who needs a Luke? Well, clearly, the, the interesting part about the Halloween Town movies was not the Halloween Town people, <laughs> so Luke will not be returning past this movie. Oh, that's a shame. Some would argue he didn't return in this movie. As he would say, whatever. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, that happens, and they still can't find this spell book, but Agatha says that since it's lost, it has to have ended up in Gort's front yard or Gort's place, because Gort is the, as we learned earlier through the crystal ball, or it's called something the last one, Gort is the junk collector of the universe, and all lost things in the human world end up at his place. So that's where they think the book has ended up. I feel like every time we're bringing up Gort, uh, everybody listening gets confused. Because he yeah. does not make sense. Because the introduction to him is through like a TV show? It's not a TV show. It's with it. It's he's introduced with another side character who is only there to greet Marnie and Agatha when they arrive in the grayed out Halloween town. And she's at the end of the movie as well. But she wasn't in the last movie. No, it's just like, yeah, like they're like. Uh, here's this person, she's super happy, so then you'll understand that she's super sad when everything's grayed out to understand how emotion... 
his chains, and uh, that's Gort. Uh, I guess he has all the junkyard stuff. And that was all in like a five second clip at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Where we yeah. see Gort and uh, other person. Oh, if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. Because that's when we also see Luke for the first time again. I think so, yeah. It's it's one right after the other. It's just fly right by. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we go back home at this point where the kids inform Gwen, the kids being Sophie and uh, Dylan here, they inform Gwen about what's happening with the spell book. And when Alex, the dad, arrives to take Gwen to the dance, Dylan says he'll babysit Sophie so she can go to the dance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nothing happened in here. No, yeah. Uh, Alex is in a pretty cool frog costume. I'll give him that. Yeah. I'd, I'd rock it. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Um, after that, we go back to Halloween Town. The gang goes to Gort's house where he says, this is boring, Gort. Uh, I know you guys don't know who Gort is. Or he's, I, I, we've kind of explained him. The movie doesn't explain him any better. Um, boring Gort is here. And since he is the opposite of Junk Gort, he has held a yard sale to sell the books he doesn't need. Which also included, I guess, the spell book. Yeah, he says he sold, well, not at that point. Like, he sold the spell book like a hundred years ago to... I think it was fifty, yeah. Well it's fifty from the timeline. The time travel. The... Yeah. The movie is <laughs> so confusing. They try to shove a lot into it. <laughs> like I can't imagine listening to this podcast and trying to follow along with the plot of what yeah, like we're it, saying. It kinda makes sense because we watched it, but Right. Like I man. feel like I feel like we usually do a good job, like, outside of, like, every episode, I guess, except, like, the Jet Jackson one. Yeah. We do a good job of explaining the plot and, like, jumping through it. Um, but this one is just, like, like, I'm saying stuff, I'm like, that, who understands what just came out of our mouth? Anytime I say Gort, it doesn't sound real. It just sounds like I'm making stuff up. I mean, we still have time traveling. We still have, uh, that whole uh discovering the spell there's the uh time travel spell there's the the spell that gets all the creatures to turn into or all the people to turn into creatures there's like i don't the reverse of all these spells as well there's so much stuff that just doesn't make sense (laughs) And we're going to say them, and whoever's listening to this podcast is going to hear them, and you're going to go, I don't know what's happening. Watch the movie. That's all I can say. I'm trying my best. I'm fighting for my life, man. (laughs) Fighting for my life. I don't know know how much more I can derail it to talk about Taco Bell and just (laughs) stop talking about this movie completely. Let's continue. Hope for the best. Uh... And I'm going to keep saying Gort because it's also fun to say. Um, so, yeah, that whole yard sale thing is said. Um, so they're like, fine, Gort's no help here. They try to leave and they're now locked into Gort's house because 
uh, Cal overheard them or something to that extent, put a spell on the house. And this is when Agatha starts to turn gray and uh, join in with Gort matching socks. Right. Which is the funniest sequence in the movie. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. <laughs> and just two very funny people bouncing off of each other talking about socks. It's, it's, that's funny on its own, but even the point I missed, like, midway through it, I think Marnie goes like, you guys will never match the pairs of sock socks because Gort only gets like a missing sock. You know how like in real life people, you miss a sock. You don't ever miss the entire pair. The word you're looking for is lose. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so- I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> Separation anxiety with uh, socks. Yeah. Like you lose one in the dryer. Right. So these people will never match a sock. And that's funny on top of the whole Debbie Reynolds and whoever plays Gort. Um, I, I had his name up. Put some respect on his name. I'll, I'll pull up his name. You keep going. Got it. Um, While they're locked in here, Cal arrives via his fire projection to tell Marnie about how his dad, uh, who was basically like a science experiment, he, as he calls it, got Gwen to put on a creature mask for the costume dance because Marnie's like, my mom doesn't like Halloween. And uh, Cal's like, uh, my dad talked mad game to her and now she's at the dance in a goblin mask. And that also reminds Agatha here of a creature spell where humans would mock creatures, so creatures would put them in creature masks and then use the spell to turn the people into the creatures that the mask was making fun of, if that makes any sense. Uh, vaguely, but, <laughs> you know, we're not here to make sense. Uh, Gort is played, bl- played by Blue Mankuma. Okay. Uh, did a lot of things, um, but I mean, absolutely killer in this movie. Kills the game. Yeah, is one of the only reasons you should watch this movie. <laughs> um. So after that, we go back to home, the home where Sophie, because she's always right, uh, convinces Dylan to take her and go to the costume dance to get their mom because. Um, she was reading the Halloween Town book that we see in the first movie that Debbie Reynolds uh, reads to them. Uh, and there's this whole thing with Dylan seeing a frog on the floor after uh, Alex left earlier. And Sophie saw something in the book that reminded her of that and thinks that Alex is a reptile. Of some sort. I forgot about this. We also have the whole amphibian. <laughs> amphibian, whatever. Um, alright. So, the thing with this story, like, I remember this dude being a frog. I, like, I knew this dude wasn't <laughs> Cal's <A> dude. <laughs> dad. But there's the point where he, you know, he gets the fly with his tongue, and he's just yeah, a at the second party. Yeah. 
Um, and I was, I always remember just like, yeah, because he was in a frog costume, he turned into a frog. <laughs> that was my reasoning as a child. And lo and behold, that made more sense <laughs> than the, what actually happened. The dude being a pile of frogs put together. Pile of frogs. That's and, what it is. And Sophie calls it out from like the start. It's just like, guys, dude's a pile of frogs. Yeah, obviously. Honestly. Uh, but yeah, so that happens. We go back to Gort's place after that, where Marnie, as Agatha starts to slowly gray away, or not gray away, gr- turn into boring Agatha, uh, she tries to get her to write down a time travel spell because they don't know the spell to escape the house, but they do maybe you know a time travel spell to go back in time to where there wasn't a spell on the house. Right, and they can find the spell book. Out of the house. Out of the house. And then Agatha turns gray here, but she writes it down just in time. Uh, they try the spell out. It doesn't work like intended. It goes like five minute, minutes back. It goes all the way back to caveman times. Uh, Cal intercepts the spell at one point to... I don't know, yell at Marnie? Who knows? Either way, they end up back in time at Gort's junk-filled house. So not grayed out Gort. This is a jumble of words. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we have to stop talking about this. Big point is, Gort says that he sold the spell book to Calabar 50 years ago at the time of the time travel. Either way, okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk about something here. Let me look at my all my. Are we have we done the broom CGI scene yet? Can we talk about that? Um, that's coming up right now. So all right, let's just go, talk go about for that. it. Yeah, <laughs> this seems crazy. Also, also the next scene. Um, before they get on the broom, the Dylan and uh, what's her name are Sophie. in the house, and and Sophie's like, "Oh, if we go to the party, you need a costume," and then he looks at the uh, the sombrero and the poncho. And um, I just wrote down, uh oh, because they, kn- they didn't do anything with no, it. No, I know. I was like, I was like, that could be bad. <laughs> I don't remember, but it could be bad. Luckily, it wasn't. Luckily, it wasn't. But then they get on a broom, uh, and it is such bad CGI that it actually looks entirely animated. It does look entirely animated. At least in the first movie, you kind of just filmed Marnie and Debbie Reynolds up from like. They were on a green screen. Yeah. They were on a green screen. Yeah. On like a moving (laughs) broom on a green screen. It's what you would expect it to be. Right. And this one, like, they were just like, it almost looked like something out of like Jimmy Neutron. A little bit. Yeah. How animated everything looked. It's really weird. Um. All right. Uh. So then that happens, and then boom, they get to the party, and uh, what's his name is there, and what's her name is there. Cindy is there. I do want to say Cindy has uh a classic decom burn here, where she says to Dylan, "What are you supposed to be, El Geeko?" Yeah. Um. <laughs> insane. I don't think her name is Cindy. <laughs> I think it is. She is it's not credited be. as Cindy. She's credited as Vampire Girl. But 
fine. <laughs> Her name is now Cindy officially. Change it. Uh, so then they uh, they run up to uh, the frogman and they're like, he's a frog. And the mom's like, Do you stop. Go to bed. And then like uh, Sophie like spawns a fly. Yep, a singular fly. And then uh, uh, Alex is like, go. I'm a fly. Let me uh, capture that with my tongue. And then and then Dylan hits us with the line. He says, that's not normal. And boy, oh boy, does this line take me back. Because I'm almost positive that this line was used on repeat every <laughs> Spooktober. What is it? It's, uh, did I not say it? No, you didn't say it. He said, that's not normal. Oh, you did say that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. And he, he says it in a, and I don't remember how he says it, but he says it in a way. And, and this absolutely ran every Spooktober a part of their, like, jumble of throwing in words. Like the commercial, yeah. Yeah, that commercial. Um, so, if you want to know how my memory <laughs> works as opposed to Ethan's. <laughs> it, it definitely feels like it had a place in those commercials. Ethan doesn't remember last week's podcast. I remember Spooktober promo promo, <laughs> promo commercials. We have different priorities, okay? <laughs> I, you, I don't know if we do. That's the problem. <laughs> you want me to tell you what my priority is here? Right. I have a soundtrack note for this movie. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, I'm done talking oh. about this movie, literally. <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting through it and making sense. I'll save it for you. Okay, so, at the dance, the song that is playing right. is called Radio Rainbow by Melissa Lefton off the album Malicious, spelled like Melissa. It's really clever, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wait there's but, but wait there's more there's more okay okay surprisingly this album that this song is on was never actually officially released the only copies of it that exist are full-length promotional copies so i can't find this album anywhere but Apparently, according to the Wikipedia page for this album, the album took on topics like pollution, sugar daddies, oculatism, which is about like spirit, spirits. I had to look it up as well, like spirits and wishes and stuff like that. So makes sense here. Oh, like Oculus Rift. Got it. Sure. And also murder. Wine range. That is all I've. Just some crazy stuff. Um, speaking of things that never got uh, released. Well, um, so our buddy Luke, I'm going to jump into writing in because I'm done. <laughs> was, uh, he was in, so he was in the Fantastic Four movie. But not the one with Miles Teller. Not the one with Captain America. He's in the 1994 Fantastic Four movie, which famously... <laughs> Only was made because the studio wanted to hold on to the rights for the Fantastic Four. <laughs> and they had 
no desire to release the movie theatrically. <laughs> and it's and even Disney like refused to like acknowledge its existence for the longest yeah. time until like a a VHS tape of this movie started going around. <laughs> there is a terribly made Fantastic Four movie that I don't know if you can find it online. You probably I don't know if you probably can. You might be able to. But uh and it star it stars our buddy Luke. I might, I was like if we can find it we should watch it. I think we need to, I if you if we can find it I want to watch that movie. <laughs> Even if it's not for a podcast I want to watch that movie. It's like it's like I think to be quite honest with you, I think Fantastic Four, whatever one came out in like the early two thousands, is that the Chris Evans one? Yeah, I think that might have been one of the first superhero movies I watched. To be quite honest with you, yep, the first one's good. The second one is um, I haven't seen. Is that the Silver Surfer? Yeah, terrible. (laughs) I don't think I saw that one though. The enemy is like air, I think. <laughs> Isn't it always? Or like it's the enemy is like the concept of air. I like something ridiculous. And the silver <laughs> surfer is just like, I'm not the bad guy. It's, <laughs> it's that stuff. But uh So like the first like yeah, like the first one's fine. <laughs> It's always wanted to me those early two thousand superhero movies. You're like, and especially looking at it now, where you're like, oh, they have a plan for everything they do, and now it's like, why did they just come out with a random Hulk movie <laughs> starring Eric Bana? Why? Why was this a Fantastic Four movie? And you know, when you think about it, it's just like, oh, it's probably just to keep the rights. <laughs> That's what it usually is. How did Sam Raimi get? three Spider-Mans and then nothing else. And I'm now he has he another Spider-Man coming out. That's how, uh, that's also how the Batman game, uh, the Arkham games came to like fruition. It was like uh, EA didn't want to lose the rights, so they started making the game and then they kind of gave up on it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's wild stuff. Man. Life's wild. Life's wild. And you want to know what's... Oh. What? I was going to say, you want to know what else is wild? Sure. I wanted to bring up the fact that, like, we always know that Sophie's always right, but nobody oh. listens to her. I don't know why people don't listen to her, because in real life, she's a third-degree black belt. She is also a martial arts national champion. She is a forms and weapons grand champion. And at one point, she was ranked number one in the country for something. For oh yeah, so she could beat the crap out of you. Do you think we're ranked number one in the country for something like individually, and like being cool, like coolest probably. duos, like coolest duos who have a podcast about decoms? That who are probably yeah. I, I think, think that's it. Yeah, I don't, really don't think you need to get more specific. We don't need to narrow the parameters anymore. No. Because here's the thing. I bet all those other DCOM podcasts love Halloween Town. And that's what makes us different. Because we think these are the worst movies we've ever seen. 
I don't think this one's the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't think this one is. I don't think this one is bad. I think this one is bad podcast material. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Um, you know, I think the thing about the Halloween Town movies, like, just people, the name invokes like that people like it. It's. I think it's still our most viewed, uh, our most listened to episode, purely because it dropped on the week of Halloween, and we just wrote hashtags. And now, and now we're here, mid May, (laughs) mid May, talking about a Halloween movie again. Talking about another Halloween movie after we just talked about a Halloween movie. What in March? We're always talking about Halloween movies. Yeah, find something else, Disney. It's kind of wild that Disney has just hitched their wagon to like Halloween movies. For for several years to start off their decom runs, and even like after that, they're like, yeah, uh, you got the zombies movies, <laughs> and we have more Halloween Town stuff. You you got Halloween adjacent movies as well now. <laughs> we still have two more Halloween Town movies. Oh boy, and but Debbie Reynolds is gonna still be here with us. So yeah, I shout I, out to that. I don't think the two ones are better. They kind of have to be, right? Here's the hoping. It'd be unbelievable if they aren't. Plus, they're remaking Under Wraps. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> we're not. We're going to almost be done with this podcast. And then jump back into Under Wraps. That Under Wraps will come out by the time we're done with trying to get done with this podcast. It's a never-ending cycle, man. <laughs> hey, we're, we're After that, they're going to remake... You Lucky Dog. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Ever since I watched You Lucky Dog, it will not leave my recently watched or like continue to watch <laughs> in Disney Plus, and it haunts me. I see it every week, and it one makes me want to like swing. I think it's one of the greatest movies of our generation. What did you just tell me? I think you're just not understanding the brilliance of having a talking dog in a movie. You need to have a high IQ to understand you lucky dog. Yeah, that's right. Kirk Cameron is in it. You have to be part of his, um, is he in a cult? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you got to be a part of his cult to understand it. Close enough. Whatever Kurt, it is. Whatever he's doing at this point, it's a cult, right? Kurt Cameron, please come on the podcast. We love you, bro. We don't. We don't, yeah. we don't, don't support you. We'd love you on the pod, though. What's, what's the last dumb thing he's done? Let's, let's, uh, let's Google it. Can I talk about the movie a little more so we can get to the end? <laughs> I don't feel like we're at the end, but sure. We're not. Uh, you missed a whole other time travel thing where uh, Marty and Luke go through uh, Gort's closet where he just keeps the time travel thing. Do you remember that? Ideally not. Either way, yeah, Gort said something like a wizard lost his time travel thing at one point. So that's how Marty and uh, Luke escape and go back forward in time. Cameron kind of looks like he'd murder you. I don't think it's a kinda. I think he would. And I think the that's why the timing of a um podcast where we're not in person is perfect for it. Because he can't murder us. I hope. 
<laughs> yeah, he's an e- evangelical uh, Christian. So. That's close enough. That's a cult. I mean, yeah. get it together. That's a cult. <laughs> okay, let's finish this movie up. Um, we go to the second party where uh, Cal is preparing the creature spell with one minute left until midnight. He starts with Gwen. Gwen gets her mask stuck on her. While this is happening, Marnie and Luke arrive through the time travel portal that uh, Gort had. Marnie reverses the spell on Agatha. Oh, they figure that out at one point. The whole spell for the gray thing was... um, It's the word apart. It's the word apart. That's the backwards version of it. No, the apart makes them gray. Oh. Yes, yes. That's the whole thing. That's why Luke changed back earlier. Uh, just wild that the one word spell here. I feel like that could really like screw you over if you were just like a witch talking. You said apart. Yeah. Do you, do you think? Like, yeah. Do you think in the first Halloween Town somebody one like uh uh Debbie Reynolds said apart at one point? I feel like she had to. It's a not an uncommon word. Yeah, but I'm not gonna watch Halloween Town. Again, to figure it out. That is noble of you. Thank you. <laughs> salute to salute to me. We saluted each other. No one, no one can tell, but no one can tell except now that you said it. Anyway, um, so they reverse the spell on Agatha. They open the portal to go back to the real world, but they can't get through as time has run out. And Cal turns everybody at the party and the creatures. Agatha's like, oh, I guess you're going to have to stay with me, Marnie, uh, for an entire mortal year, which will feel longer in uh, Halloween Town. But Marnie doesn't want to give up because that's what she's known for. She calls up Sophie, tells them they'll have to come up with some random spell. And everybody comes together on both sides of the world. They're holding hands and they open the portal once again. Marnie and Cal face off in one last battle where, I don't know, Cal has some magical barricade around the books and Marnie takes them and then Cal just disappears. So, so, uh, first off, no one leaves the dance. Everyone just runs around in circles. Everybody runs around in circles once they get changed. Until the portal comes up and they just stand around. Well, okay. Did you notice what I noticed about the portal? For some no. unknown reason, the portal, while that portal special effects is happening, all of those characters that are like supposed to be in like the makeup and, and are like the turned into yes. creatures, people, they're not there. No. No, <laughs> they're they're all gone, and there's like there's a decent amount of them in the others in the starting scene. But once that portal comes, none of them are even near. Like <laughs> you can't see any of them. And then it's just like it's just normal people in like five dollar costumes. We went back to Halloween Town one, right? And then and then the portal's gone, and all those and all the all the other people are back. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, my favorite part about that is like, I guess in the last like 10 minutes of the movie, they just kind of gave up on all those creatures because Marnie like undoes the gray spell on Agatha. But Gort doesn't get undone. Gort was there too. They're in his house. Yeah, and that's crazy. And we don't see Gort either. It's not like we see him gray and they leave. We just don't see him. Just wild stuff. Every time you say Gort, I like just I get lost. <laughs> it doesn't sound real, but that's his name. It's like it's just like how is that a storyline? <laughs> He's a big part of it. I've said his name so much because he's in this movie for half of it. Yeah, he's a big character, and it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> There's no way to explain it, because they don't explain it. No, they don't. Uh, There's also, like, there's that whole, like, cow has, like, some, like, venom-type uh, spell around the books around the books and it's like yeah if you want the books come get them and then just stands there and then marty just takes them and marty takes them and then no damage to her or anything nothing it looks like it might have like hurt her a tiny bit but she's fine she's walking she's fine she's chilling after right also like no one else could help her not like your entire family has magical powers or anything. And then uh, they all go to Halloween Town and yell trap at everybody. Because that's the opposite of a part. Or a and part a big jack-o'-lantern returns. I guess. It does. We did it. That was the worst one yet. Movie? episode <laughs> probably i'm glad i got to talk about malicious oh oh uh all right tell me about the soundtrack for the end of this movie oh, i got nothing I just, it was just a it was just a song written by some random dude i think i looked it up it it didn't have anything special the wild song let me see sound no i because i looked it up because it sounded it sounded funny um had some funky lyrics Halloween Town 2 soundtrack. Sometimes it has it, sometimes it doesn't. For this movie, it did. Not Return of the Halloween. Why can't I get... There it is. That's not the... <sighs> Lucas Grabiel. All right. Is Lucas yeah, Grabiel not... He's Lucas Grabiel's in the other Halloween all right, Towns? All right, all right. Close that. Oh, wait, sorry. I typed Close two on... I typed two. No, we're wait, done. I found we're it. Done. I found it. I found it. I typed in Halloween Town 3 and was angry when I couldn't find Unfair. results for Halloween Town 2. Um, it is called, I think it's called Witch's Brew. Thank you for telling me the first two words of the song. Uh, performed by some dude named Casper, and courtesy you, of Kid Gloves Music. Did you prolong this podcast another five minutes? You asked me about it. I asked you because I thought you'd have the answer right off the top of your head. It's Witch's Brew by David Casper. It's, it's nothing funky about it. Cutting all of this out. I can sing. I right. newt all and right. wing of a right. bat after a long black whisker from a black cat. Spider legs. Um, okay, we gotta rank them. Rent and, and rank them and stop singing. <laughs> Fine. Um. I don't know. As 
feel like it's better than some of the recent movies we watched. Yeah, yeah, you know. Like I like I Tony hasn't talked too highly about it. It's not the best it's not a good movie to talk about. I'm just so disappointed, man. I'm not disappointed because I haven't seen it before. And you have that in the back of your mind. Yeah. I mean, it's be- it's way better than the original Halloween Town. I'll give it that. Yeah. The character yeah. The characters are less annoying. The plot doesn't make as much sense. But it has a cohesive enough story, I feel. I don't think Marnie's less annoying. I think I think Marnie's less annoying. Marnie's older and just as stupid. She's just as stupid, but she's not annoying. Marnie in Halloween Town was actively annoying. She's about so useless in this movie. Yeah, but that doesn't make her annoying. Trust me on this, man. I, I could not stand OG Halloween Town you Marnie. Know, you know useless and annoying. I know useless and annoying. She's only useless in this one. Okay. She was useless and annoying in the last one. I know. Yes, I, I guess I gotta respect it. You know, you know the, your way. Game recognizes game. Um, do I think this is a better sequel than Xenon the sequel? I think so. Is that bold to say? I don't think so. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're there. I think Xenon the sequel was a lot worse than we gave it credit for. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. I think Xenon, it being a Xenon movie, bumped it up a little bit. The movie ended and nothing happened. Um, does it go any higher than that? Does it go any higher than after Xenon? I've got like Jet Jackson, Stepsister from Planet Weird, Rip Girls. We just kind of keep placing them all in this one spot <laughs> recently. And like, which is fine, but like, <laughs> I just want one movie to be good. What was the last movie that we ranked? I guess, where did you end up putting Luck of the Irish? Luck of the Irish was 13, which is compared to the last couple ones, really I, good. So I guess that's like, the collectively highest we put because you have motocross first and I have hounded first. Wild stuff. But we um, both have them the opposite pretty low. Yeah. So Luck of the Irish was the last one that we could both like confidently say was a good movie. <laughs> we just ha- we just haven't had one. There's nothing we can do about it. I don't like when these movies are bad. No, uh, dude. <laughs> I think I'd rather talk about good movies than bad movies. That is a bold statement. I hate watching bad movies. I hate them. I have no fun watching bad movies. Well, I can, but like I don't have fun podcasting about bad movies. No, it's because especially me, you have to think of me sometimes. I have to take notes about these bad movies. Right. I have to like make sense of them as much as I can, which didn't help this week, but. And plus, you like spend so long watching these movies. I've I've definitely improved. Like I've cut it down a lot. Yeah, I I went into this movie. I was like, I'm no clue if I'm gonna even take notes for this movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Like I don't know. I like this movie. I it's... do not understand this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it makes sense, but also doesn't make sense at the same time. I finished it and I wasn't mad that I watched it. Yeah, it just like nothing was added to the Halloween Town kind of thing. Nothing happened. They didn't yeah. even go to ha- ha- they were in Halloween Town for like five seconds. They were in Gord's part. Uh, Gort's place for more than they were in the actual Halloween town. They were in Gort's place. They were in uh, uh, their house, and they were in uh, I don't know the gym, a high school gymnasium. You go anyway. Um, fine. Let me rank this. Um, is Jet Jackson a better movie than this? I'm gonna put this. What the heck happened to Rip Girls? Um. Right now, just so we can end this, I'm gonna put it 18th on my list, uh, which is which is below Rip Girls and above Stepsister from Planet Weird, and it's two spots above Xenon. Do I put it up higher? I don't. Oh. It was frustrating. I think I'm putting it 20. Okay. Uh, which is. Above Xenon and below Jet Jackson. Once again, adding to our pattern. Okay, fine. I'm bringing it down one more. I'll put it. I'll still put it ahead of Jet Jackson, but I'm not putting it. Um, I'm not putting it ahead of Stepsister from Planet Weird. So that brings it down the nineteenth. I just want to do a good movie. I'm not. I don't want a sequel. I want a movie <laughs> that makes sense. I want a movie that's not racist. <laughs> I want a movie that's not about a holiday. Dude, you just took out like three quarters of decoms. I you know what I want? I want a musical decom. I need it. I don't know how far we are from a musical decom. I feel like Cheetah Girls has to be like one of the first ones. Cheetah Girls is close. I think we're I think we'll hit Cheetah Girls in the next month. I'm excited about that. Um yeah, that's kind of a depressing way to end. Um, it is, because it's just like... We're defeated. We're defeated. I, we had no idea when we started this podcast that every sentence we said would be so incoherent <laughs> that we'd have to just stop talking about this movie. I'd finish the sentence and be like, yeah, that made sense to no. me halfway. And that's okay. only because I wrote it and watched the movie. Right, like, I watched this movie at at 4 o'clock. <laughs> I would not understand any of this otherwise. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not, like, a horrible movie either. It's just, like, it's there. It's another one of those. We're a lot farther from Cheetah Girls than I expected. <sighs> I'm just going to read us out. Cheetah Girls is August 15th, 2003. That's kind of close. I'm still going to read us out before you can give me any more depressing news. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll be happier next week. And if so, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts through our Anchor FM link in the description. Make sure you follow us on whichever podcast site you prefer in order to never miss an episode. And also, make sure you rate us five stars no matter how you feel about the pod, on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at UnofficialDecom for podcast updates and more. 
And you can email us at unofficialdecom at gmail.com if you have any questions you want answered, thoughts, or you just want to hit us up. There are new episodes every Thursday. And next week, join us when we talk about a better movie. Uh, I don't know, man. What is it? It's a Christmas movie. No! <laughs> oh, dude. We got, we got Twas the Night. But, but let me... Let me let me pave the way a little bit here. Okay. Let me set us up for the next few weeks to come. We don't have anything else to talk about. Next week we're doing Twas the Night, Christmas movie, whatever. Let's get out. Of I'm it. always. <laughs> it's got Brian Cranston. That's something. After that, we got a basketball movie. Oh, okay, okay. After that, we have what I think is potentially. On easy number one, we got Cadet Kelly. Oh, I'm excited about that one. I have not, I've not seen that. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, come out swinging soon. We're but we gotta be, trudge. We, we gotta, gotta trudge we through. Got, we got one more tough week. I will say uh, to you know give you some more bad news. <laughs> there are four DComs on their schedule upcoming. Like three in 2021. To be quite honest with you, I don't think that's a terrible thing. I well, one of them is one of them is under wraps, which <laughs> is slated to come out in October 2021. So we weren't even near done with this podcast by the time under wraps two is out. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I was gonna say something. I feel like the modern decoms if if I. I don't know. They Maybe feel I'm like just a different beast, man. Yeah, it's because we're we're still pretty early on in the whole. Like, I know we're thirty some movies in, but it's still pretty early on in the grand scheme of things. Right, right. Like there, it's it's definitely close to like the best they're gonna ever do. Like we're we're getting close to the peak, mm-hmm. and I think I think. I have an unfortunate feeling that, like, it'll get real bad at some point. And that's, that'll be the stuff that we don't know. <laughs> Neither of us know, and that stuff's going to get real bad. But right now, yeah. we're just kind of fighting through holiday movies and sequels. Well, with that being said, join us next week. For a happy, cheery holiday, twas the night. Or, yeah? Twas the night. Twas. Twas the night. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>